Hello and welcome to the Highly Sensitive Soul Podcast. My name is Lisa Matthews, and together we'll explore both the gifts and the challenges of being highly sensitive so that you can bring your unique magic out into the world. Here we are at episode 14. And today is going to be a solo episode with yours truly. Again, my name is Lisa Matthews, and I really support highly sensitives to create an intentional and conscious life. And today I'm going to be talking a little bit more about this idea of having a sustainable life, because I feel like that is overlooked a lot of the times in our conscious growth, when we're exploring how to heal, when we're exploring what needs to change in life. And a huge element of having a sustainable life is really creating a life that supports your sensitivities. Now, I'll be sinking deeper into this, though, a huge element of supporting our sensitivities is really knowing what they are in the first place. If you'd like a little bit of help identifying what they are, then you can head to bit.ly forward slash quiz for HSPs. I'll put the link in the show notes as well for those that want to explore a little bit more around their own personal sensitivities and what their most sensitive senses are. So I'm going to rewind a little bit and talk about why this showed up in the first place. There's a few reasons why. But I was out in the garden yesterday, and for those following me on Instagram, I've been really, really in a deep process with creating a veggie patch in the back. So that's taken a lot of time and energy and brought me a lot of joy and some great workouts in building these these veggie boxes and moving dirt. And it sounds like it shouldn't be fun, but it's absolutely glorious. I was out there yesterday and... At first, I was looking at my zucchini little seedlings and celebrating that. There's one in particular that's doing awesome. I'm a new gardener, so I take all of these as exciting things. Though, I have a feeling I'm going to find any new plant popping up exciting for as long as I will live. I looked at the rest of the seedlings, and they were doing okay, and it really showed yesterday how much they'd actually revived and popped up. I thought I was actually down to that one seedling that was doing really well. Because when I first transplanted these from their little seed pots, note to self and future note for uh, other gardeners, you can pretty much pop those zucchini seeds straight in the garden. (laughs) They grow really fast. So having them in a little seed cell almost brought more trauma to them and more shock to their roots to have them growing fast and then having to put them in the ground. 
So I was a little ambitious with one in particular, and I could just see the first little green sprout, but it hadn't even really popped up above the surface. So when I was transplanting all of these a few weeks ago now, I thought, oh, what the hey, I will put in this little seedling as well, even though he's not quite as far along as everybody else. Long behold, I thought I'd actually killed the poor little guy because he didn't do anything. Nothing happened with this little seedling for quite a while, and I thought, oh, okay, maybe I transplanted him at a sensitive stage, and maybe that was not a good idea. Though I kept watering him. I don't know why I'm referring to him as him, but that's what we're going to go with for now. Kept watering this little zucchini plant, and there was no change, and I had kind of mentally written it off. Some of the others weren't looking too crash hot, so I thought, okay, maybe I have some more to learn here. And then, looping back to the beginning of the story, when I went out there yesterday, he had perked up. He had some leaves happening. It was like overnight, this little seedling had gone from, I'd pretty much written it off, to now having some leaves and signs of life. So that got me, of course, pretty excited. And I thought, okay, there's a really good lesson in this. When something like that happened so quickly, I think we often don't see what has happened behind the scenes. So say this is even in someone else's life. You see them all of a sudden having these great successes, see them as all of a sudden healed, see them as having some great fortunate event in life, and you think, wow, they're really lucky. That person's doing really well. And for sure, they are. And that's that's a beautiful thing. However, we really don't see what went on behind the scenes. So with the case of this little zucchini seedling, we talk about all, all kinds of things here on the Highly Sensitive Soul podcast. In the case of this little seedling, it needed the right conditions to thrive. It needed to be watered. It needed to have enough compost, the right soil mix, all of the above. And even though it seemed like nothing was happening that I could see, there was a lot happening under the surface. It's only when it really became visible, when there was that outward sign of, ooh, here we have leaves, here we're perking up again. That's when it really occurred to me how much had really gone on. And the same thing can happen in our lives. When we're doing this inner work, whether that is working on grounding, whether that is learning to support ourselves in many different ways through states of anxiety, depression, feeling overwhelmed in life, there's often a lot going on underneath the surface. This may even be underneath the surface of our awareness. And suddenly we turn a corner and just go, oh, huh. 
I feel a bit better today. I'm not really sure what changed. So if you're in a process, if you're in a time in life where you feel like you're doing all this work and things aren't really coming to fruition for you, if you genuinely feel like you are on the right track, then perhaps staying on it a little bit longer might be helpful. That brings to mind a little comic of... It's basically these two different drawings of miners, and they're chipping away at the rock. And in the drawing, you can see how far they have to go before they get to the gold, the thing. I want to just be really clear that even when we reach our our goals or find our gold, uh, that there isn't necessarily a clearly defined endpoint. And that's kind of the fun of life. That's okay. But oftentimes there is something in particular we're, we're working with. We're looking to get to a certain place. So in the drawing, you see one that is mining away and you can see he's getting closer and closer and closer and then when he is like millimeters away from breaking through to the gold he gives up and even as the person watching this two-dimensional comic play out you know you're almost cheering for him you're so close buddy just keep going. And it kind of speaks to the mystery of our, our walk in life. Of We never really know when we're going to get to a certain milestone. We never really know when we're going to kind of cross over this threshold into like, all right, I feel like I've got this or I've got this a little bit more. So to sum that up, if you're feeling like you are struggling to find a way to support yourself with your sensitivities, and that maybe it's just all too hard and how do I shut these sensitivities off? And yet on the flip side of that coin, if you've also been exploring, if you've also been looking at practices and connecting with yourself if you've been on this journey of awareness and healing then I'd say keep doing what you're doing sure it may be time to bring in extra supports it may be an opportunity to look at what other elements in life may need to be looked at Because I think as highly sensitives, when we create a life that really supports our sensitivities, it really lets us sink into the gifts of our sensitivities as well. An example in my own life recently has been how much early in the year and if those listening are on my newsletter list, I, I share pretty personally in those group messages. And I shared how at the end of April, 
beginning of May, I finished this big project, this big work. Haven't shared what it is yet. Still in process, but I finished my main part of it. For those wondering, is this a course? Is this a thing? Not actually a course. (laughs) Though stay tuned for those as well. So I wrote how much I had finished this big project. There was a lot of writing involved. There was a lot of deep reflection involved and a lot more computer time than I generally spend in any given week. I'm really mindful of that, though when a deadline approaches, I was pretty well set up for it. Though there's always a few extra things right down the <laughs> right down to the wires, so not too bad. I am definitely the type of person that finishes projects usually a few days before a deadline. That stress and pressure just doesn't help. Some people can pull it all nighter and pull out something fantastic. That is not how my nervous system is wired, and I know that, so I work with that. And I realized when I was in this completion phase, there's nothing more I can really do with it right now. I was tired. Like, deeply, deeply tired. And I had kind of originally planned to jump into all these other ideas that I'd had, all these other projects that I put on the back burner, because I do very well when I focus, especially on one core big thing, one kind of major project, if you will, and really being able to sink a lot of my time and energy into it is quite meaningful and rewarding for me. So once I'd finished, this was my plan, have a little bit of a rest and hop right back in. You can probably guess that's not what happened. It's been a very quiet month so far. It's been a very low-key few weeks. Surprise, surprise, I've been mostly in the garden. And given that it's springtime, here in the northern hemisphere at least, technically we're actually into summer already on the Earth calendar, doesn't fully match up with the more cultural calendar we use, but we've been in summer for a few weeks already, so... In theory, there's lots of energy, there's lots that's about to really pop up, and that's what's happening on an outward scale, but on an inward scale, yeah, I pretty much felt like I was in fall. Like, think about nature, and even a veggie patch has this massive growth, and everything comes to that fruition stage, everything is, has grown the end of summer. There's the harvest. And then there is a letting go in fall. There is a slowing down and a shifting inwards. And it comes down to a sense of rest as well. So while the seasons, as they move around the year, the wheel of the year, while they are really in this like ramping up type of energy, we're all only about a month away from the summer solstice here. Inwardly, I was in fall. 
I was in a slowing down phase. So I'm really grateful for the years of practicing this. And this is the value of self-awareness is seeing that and knowing that and going, oh, right, huh. Didn't think about that beforehand, that of course I'm going to need a bigger rest than just a weekend after finishing this big project. I know I'm alluding to it and dancing around it, but when everything's finalized it, I'll announce it properly. And I really mm, forgot how much rest I'm going to need after that. It wasn't a burning candles at both ends kind of thing. It wasn't a crazy period of overwhelm, but it was a pretty long, steady series of work days. So I went back to basics. I went back to nourishing my body. And I went back to really soothing my spirit. For me, knowing what lifts me up, what fills my cup, if you will, is absolutely key to building a sustainable life. Yes, there's things that we kind of typically think of, massages, manicures, pedicures. Mm, I realize I said that in a tone of voice that was kind of writing it off. Those are really wonderful things if that's what lights you up, if that's what works for you. I personally don't get a lot of massages because I don't find them all that relaxing. Because I'm so sensitive and it's at my own practice, being comfortable saying, okay, I'd like you to do this instead. Getting better at it. If the pressure is not quite right, as an example. So kind of the cultural elements of what we think of as resourcing or really kind of filling our batteries up again, they may not actually be super helpful for highly sensitives. Going into a salon with a whole bunch of other people might be the last thing we want to do. So for me, I really went back to basics. I went back to Tokoya, take care of your animal. Have a listen to, oh, I think it's episode two or three to get more in depth on that. But really coming back to looking after my physical self so that my nervous system feels more supported, has a bigger bandwidth. I really clear the decks in terms of a lot of friends catch-ups and things like that. There's a, quite a few people I haven't seen in, in a while now. And I, I let them know I'm just taking some deeper self-care time now. So while this sounds like, hmm, I thought we were talking about a sustainable life and now you're talking about going through this big project and needing to take all this rest. In a way, that kind of is an element of sustainability because life ebbs and flows. Having the exact same day layout, Monday through Sunday, week after week, for one thing, sounds kind of boring to me, but as another, isn't really that realistic. Life ebbs and flows. How do you look after yourself when your plate is more full than you would like? 
if your plate is continually too full, if it's just too heavy. Why is that? If you feel like there's never enough on your plate and it's more a sense of, I'll rephrase that, never enough in terms of a sense of meaning and purpose and like you're really walking your path. Maybe there's enough moving parts to go around, there's enough busy work, but that actual deep meaning isn't there. Because that's really important for everyone. But I feel like especially for highly sensitives, we can have less tolerance for living a life that isn't in line with our, our values, really. So those are a few ways that life can feel unsustainable. Too many things going on chronically, being too busy, planning too much, being consistently overwhelmed. That to me isn't sustainable. Allowing yourself to go through seasons in life when, say, having this bigger project, having things pop up. I had an extra curveball with a family member right around that time that was really emotionally challenging. So that was really what prompted me to fully sink into my self-care practices more than I even thought I would need. Bring in the emotional level for someone you really love, and that can be, that can be big. As I said, curveballs, ebbs and flows. We're not living the same life every day. So creating a sustainable life, given that there's going to be shifts and moving parts, is really, really helpful and valuable to take the time to get to know ourselves to get to know our sensitivities, to get to know what fills our batteries, what fills up our cup again. And I mean this on all levels, our physical, our mental, our emotional, our energetic, our spiritual, our quantum. We could go on and on and on here. But for me, one of the deepest, richest resourcing aspects of life is connecting with plants. Some of that was on the emotional level. Some of that was digging dirt so that I could get some physical movement happening after so many hours on the computer. And that actually helped me process my emotions, that helped me work through things, that helped me navigate them. I also reached out for support from some of my wonderful practitioners my little support team, as I think of them. Even though I'm a practitioner, I highly, highly value receiving sessions. So knowing, okay, how many supportive sessions do I need when life gets challenging? And again, if life just feels challenging from the first moment you wake up to the time you go to sleep day in, day out, first off, you're not alone in that. There are a lot of people that really live this life that just feels like too much. And an amazing place to land is to go, wow, huh, I think I've set my life up to be a little bit too much. And then bring in a lot of self-compassion. Culturally, we're really encouraged 
to create a life that is too much. And the cost as a highly sensitive is very high when we overplan, when we overdo, when we get overwhelmed. Now, looping all the way back to the zucchini plant. When I saw this little plant pop up, it really reminded me of this concept of this saying, a question actually I'll ask it as, what are your ideal conditions to thrive? What do you need to feel well, centered, whole? Starting at the basics, this is a theme showing up in with more than one person lately. Slowing down and starting at the basics can be really helpful. So asking yourself, do I get enough sleep at night? If not, how do I support that? Can I reach out to support for someone if I really don't know how to improve it? How is eating, getting enough water, getting outside or connecting with nature in some way? All of these elements are some of these foundations, some of these ideal conditions that we can create. You think, okay, let's go back to plants. Dandelions, pretty solid. They're pretty creative with where they can grow. You find them in the cracks of a sidewalk, all over lawns, which I actually personally get quite happy about. I like dandelions a lot. Now you take them out of their original environment, put them somewhere new. Yeah, they're probably gonna do just fine. Then you take an orchid. There's some beautiful little orchids out in the local forests here. Fairy slippers and fawn lilies and kinds of beautiful orchids. And they need a very particular environment. They need a certain amount of shade, certain amount of light, certain soil. Is one better than the other? No, I don't think so. Is it a little bit... Hmm. Do we need a little bit more nuance and awareness in creating a life that supports our sensitivities when we're a highly sensitive? I think so. A non-highly sensitive person or a less sensitive person can in a way get away with some things that just wouldn't fly with us. I really liked Aaron Banfield's way of summing up that being highly sensitive demands skillfulness. He was back on an earlier episode exploring highly sensitives from a traditional Chinese medicine standpoint. So sustainability, creating a life that supports your sensitivities, being intentional about it, getting support when you need it, finding community, connecting to a spiritual path 
if that draws you. All of these elements can help support us to walk in the gifts of our sensitivities. Walking out in the woods near my house yesterday, I saw hundreds and hundreds of these little yellow violets. If you didn't know violets come in different colors, even though by definition, their name is violet, there are white, there are yellow, there are a number of different colors. And the yellow I find particularly sweet. So to see hundreds of them growing and just around the corner from my home, it just expanded my heart. It just filled me up. I came back from that little half an hour walk around the woods feeling on top of the world feeling beautifully, richly fulfilled. That is a definite gift of being highly sensitive is how fast and how deeply we can be positively affected by nature, by music, by art, by creativity. Take someone else out into the woods and... Perhaps this person isn't as sensitive and they don't even look down. They don't even see the hundreds of little flowers popping up. If you've ever walked in the woods and you've been that person to stop, crouch down and look at a flower, only to look up and the person you're walking with is 10 feet down the road still talking, you realize, oh yes, okay, good to know. I may not be with another highly sensitive right now, or maybe you are. It's not to say that every highly sensitive is in love with flowers. Of course, I speak from my own experiences here. But I think this is a helpful thing to realize and to honor is that there's some very special things that can really light us up. That highly sensitives do have a lot of gifts when it comes to our intuition, our connection to ourself feeling compassion for others, feeling the sense of being lit up by something completely and utterly simple. I feel like given our current conditions in the world, our current conditions in life, that we can't really afford to live blindly. By that I mean not looking at how our environment, how the things we do, the people that we spend time with, how these things affect us. We need to actually get curious about that and not in a super deep, let's take everything under a magnifying glass, pick it all apart. Maybe that is a helpful process for some. But let's bring some creativity, some inventiveness, some curiosity into this. This is a process that happens over time. Creating an intentional life takes a lot of experimenting, a lot of learning, a lot of trying things out. And I know that it's possible. I know that there is a way for each person to walk a path that lights them up, that fulfills them. 
That doesn't mean there won't be some deep, dark valleys to walk through amongst the beautiful mountaintop vistas that can happen in life. It doesn't mean there won't be challenges and growth and pain and discomfort. But it's just my own personal belief. If we're here, we're here on Earth. We have a soul for a reason, and... I like to think, anyway, that our world can be made brighter by being a highly sensitive person. And that each of us can be gifted with a beautiful path in life. It's probably going to look like a tapestry of all kinds of different life experiences. Good, bad, and other. Though I do believe our souls have an incredible deep wisdom within them. That learning to connect to ourselves on a soul level can shift our perspective of what we're going through and can shift our perspective of what's possible for us in our life. Well, today's episode is certainly on a more philosophical level, we'll say. So I hope I've given you a little bit of food for thought. I hope I've underlined enough how important it is to care for ourselves, to genuinely look after ourselves, because we are incredibly important And that we may have some special, unique, wonderful ways that we need to care for ourselves in order to really thrive in our own life. And if you feel like you want some support on this journey, that you want some extra ideas, some practices, some knowledge, And know that I'm here as well as a support, either through the podcast, through listening, through the Awakening HSP circles, or for one-on-one support through the Embodied Expansion Program. I really only take one to two new people per month on the more in-depth one-on-one work. Remember, I'm highly sensitive as well. I feel that gives me that special insider's view of what some of our challenges are, even though you'll be walking your own unique path. There'll be other supports around you. Maybe you've forgotten what they are, and this has just stirred your memory a little bit. Maybe there's a different practitioner you haven't seen for a long while that pops into your mind. Maybe there's an inward practice that you know you know what, it's time to make some space for that in life again. We can get support right from the wisdom of ourselves. We don't need to go outwards. Though that can be very, very helpful in itself. There's more information on embodied expansion, which is at its heart about connecting to clarity calmness and peace within your own life. 
while creating a life that is sustainable for you so that you can thrive with the gifts of being highly sensitive. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Maybe you have some few thoughts that you are going to sit with or digest and assimilate. Take your time with it. If you found this episode helpful, then feel welcome to share this with a friend. If you'd like to leave a review or to rate the podcast, that can help it grow and reach more highly sensitive souls. You can also, of course, subscribe or follow the podcast so that you're alerted when new episodes come out. And with that, I'm going to move us towards a close for today. There will be a circle coming up in June, of course, and I'll share more about that, though I imagine we'll be spending some time celebrating the solstice. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Enjoy taking the time that you need, even if it's just for a few moments, to pause and come home to yourself. Until next time, everybody. Bye for now.